The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome. This is the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, hosted by Jeff Kowal, founder of the company, now in its 35th year. That's right. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Jeff. Here we are just, oh boy, days away from Christmas, right? Today's the 17th of December. I just screamed by. This year just screamed by. You brought that up on last week's show. Yeah, it's amazing. But puts things in perspective. It also makes one wonder, do I have all my ducks in a row? Year-end planning, tax things. Sure. Like paying off your tax bill. Do you? Most people do it, I think. In the year your property of. tax bill. Yeah, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, you, or some people double up. Yeah, that they, will, they won't do it. Then they'll pay it January and December next year. Double up, depending if you're taking um, the, the standard deduction or not. But yeah, that's there are a lot of tax things that um, you know we're going to get into that. Uh, we're going to start with that today. And of course, your retirement plan, right? There's changes every year. Yep. And Jeff, somebody's got to stay on top of this stuff to make sure you're a you're not missing out on some golden opportunity that could save you or make you thousands but also maybe some people can overpay and there's all kinds of tax implications in fact i think you want to start out with year-end stuff why don't we do that paul do you and i gotta frame this like do you ever tell your kids something over and over and over and over again and then they they it's presumed they don't listen and then they end up doing it, and they say, well, you never told me to do that. You never said that. Oh. And yet you've told them time and time and time again. And they know that they you know. told them. Of and course, they, you could probably. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, or maybe it just went in one ear and out the, the other. And then nowadays, you could record it, videotape, and say, I told you this two years ago. You're still not doing it. But the answer to that as a parent myself, Jeff, is yes, I've done that. Yeah, we all have. But a listener emailed me this week and said, gee, what should I do before the end of the year? It's like. Have you not been paying attention? So it's like... Uh, and this was in December? This is just... Yes. Yeah? Yes, See, we uh, procrastinate just, by yeah, nature. This last week, so we do procrastinate. And it's not unlike your kids. You've told them this, and they you know, and they said, well, you never told... Well, okay, so we, we're, we're patient with our kids. We're patient with our prospects. We're patient with our, our clients because this is what we do day in and day out, and they don't do it. So I have to understand that. If somebody asked me a question. But this is, you know, what are... The listener emailed and said, what should you do before the end of the year? And... Uh, uh, there's going to be a surprise year in tax bill that I want to talk about. But before that, I want to talk about what you have to do. If you haven't done it so far, if you're planning on doing a Roth IRA conversion, you must do it before the end of the year. Once it clicks over to 2023, you cannot do a Roth conversion for 2022. It's not like the... That's uh, two weeks. you got two weeks left in this year. Yeah, or less than that because some of the... Um, uh, custodians won't be if you're saying you know mid by by the last week they're not doing it the last week most likely they they can't guarantee it's going to get done now the one is tax loss harvesting we're going to go into a little bit more detail with that but tax loss harvesting says that you have some losses on investments maybe mutual fund losses stock losses you're thinking of maybe dumping that stock or mutual fund anyway you have to be uh, you have to do that before the end of the year to lock in that loss so um 
you know, dividends are being paid, the capital gains are being paid this time of year, so you have to be mindful of that too. The other thing is required minimum distributions. They have to be taken out before the end of the year. If it's from your IRA, if you're in, if you're 72 or better, and you have to take required minimum distributions, they have to be done before the end of the year. There are always some exceptions. You have till April 1st in some years, your first year in particular. Other than that, there's a 50-0% penalty for money you did not take out. And adding insult to injury, you have to take that out. You have to pay taxes on it anyway. Um, so you're going to be paying a penalty, plus you're going to have to take that out. But We need to almost rewind the show. Like, hit rewind. <laughs> yeah. you got to say that again. Not 15, 50%. 50 so 50% penalty. So if you have a million-dollar IRA and you're supposed to take $40,000 out and you don't, there's a $20,000 penalty for not taking out that required minimum distribution. Which, which that, negates the whole point of doing this stuff. And on top of that, they're going to make you take that $40,000 out anyway. So you're going to be paying taxes on that after you pay the 20%, the 50% penalty. So just be aware of that. Also, you need to address weaknesses in your plans if you want to rebalance or if you haven't addressed uh, long-term care, you haven't addressed wills and trusts, you haven't addressed taxes, you haven't addressed other things. So meet with us, meet a fiduciary advisor, Cowell Investment Group, at Cowell Investment Group, um, uh, we are fiduciary advisors, meaning that we always put our clients' interests first. So meet with us on that uh, uh, before the end of the year, if possible. Otherwise, right after the first well, of the year, could don't be put a, it off. Yeah, don't there could be a sense of urgency for somebody listening right now, Jeff. Uh, if there they're is. a client of, of the Cowall Investment Group, that's one thing. They know how to get in touch with you guys. But sure. anybody else, if you want to reach out, I did not do this at the beginning of the show. And normally I talk about your locations and all of your, you know, social media sites. It starts with your website. Fantastic site. TheCowallWay.com. Locations in Waukesha, Port Washington, Racine, Heartland, Phoenix, Arizona. You can also call 262 522 4040. We'll give that out throughout the show, 262-522-4040. And a programming note, Jeff, uh, we are not on, let's see, next week in Christmas. Christmas it's Eve, right? Christmas Eve. So we're playing special music and all the normal stuff. WISN does a great job every Christmas. Um, but then we're back, and we will be on New Year's weekend. And also, another programming note, in the show, we will hear from Aaron Kowal, uh, your son. The bo- yeah, the boss minute. And Aaron Spitzner, a couple of Aaron's coming up. That's right. Dynamic duel. <laughs> we got to watch what we say there. You mentioned our, our all of our locations. It's convenient for everybody. We also do Zoom meetings, but that uh, Heartland location is right in the middle of Lake Country. Just a great location. If you want to stop by, Jim Lieber was a friend of mine. We ended up merging with his practice, his he with us. Uh, turned out to be a great partnership. Jim's a great guy. It's your latest addition, your newest yeah, it's location. Right. It's right in downtown Heartland, Wisconsin, right in the middle of Lake Country. So come on and see us over there. Arrange a time to meet us there. Um, this is the one I was going to talk about. We talked about tax loss harvesting, but a mutual uh, year in surprise this is a Wall Street Journal article. It says a tax bill on top of your mutual fund losses. Adding insult to injury. This is just a brutal year for the markets, but some mutual fund investors are facing a double whammy, big losses and big tax bills. That does add insult to it. Already a bad year. Yes. Right? Yeah. So this is happening because mutual fund managers have had to sell holdings to raise cash to pay investors leaving their funds. That often triggers a payout, a taxable capital gain for investors who remain. And they say this is salt in the wound uh, uh, this year. Um, you owe taxes where you've lost money and you have less invested going forward. Uh, 
the issue affects people holding mutual funds and taxable accounts rather than tax-deferred retirements or IRAs. Um, uh, according to Wilson's research, about 350 funds, mutual funds, will pay out more than 10% of their net asset value this year, and more than 60 will pay out more than 20%. Many of these funds have double-digit losses for 2022. Mm. They have double-digit losses, and they're selling 10 or 20% of their holdings. The 20%ers include familiar funds such as Morgan Stanley, Newberger Berman, Pimco and J.P. Morgan. Those are huge names. Oh yeah, <laughs> but they, uh, so they're they're paying up big capital gains this year again, even if they have double-digit losses. And here is what's behind the large payouts. By law, mutual fund managers can sell holdings that have declined in value and save up capital gains to offset future to save up capital losses. That's tax loss harvesting to offset future capital gains on holdings that have risen in value. However, each year they must send current investors almost all net capital gains that, off, that aren't offset by losses. So mutual funds have gains in some funds, losses in others. They balance those out. Anything that's excess has to be paid out. Well, now when they're uh, forced to sell because clients are redeeming some funds, then they want cash out. Either it's because it's a bad year or they have yeah. to sell because of uh, a requirement of distributions, whatever the reason is. Um, uh, they're selling positions that have made gains, so they're going to be capital gains. So even though the fund has lost money, You're, there may be some capital gains. That clearly just seems wrong. It is wrong. Yeah. But that's the law. You have to pay tax on the capital gains. What we did for our clients, and a lot of, we were very diligent about this. We harvested tax losses. We moved more into to individual stock holdings or into ETFs, exchange traded funds, which aren't required right now to pay out capital gains each year. So not only did we lock in losses, but we also uh, reduced the capital gains moving forward. So we really, I think, helped our clients a lot this year. So is that called? Those are taxable accounts. Uh, I don't want to use the wrong terminology here because there certain things are done a certain way, but strategies, is this like a workaround to the dilemma of capital gains? No, it's something that's, 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 a, that's not a bad way to put it. Um, if you know that you're going to have sizable capital gains, and some of us did in 2021, mm -hmm. pretty big capital gains, so you know it's going to happen. If not now, sometime in the future. So if you could take a precautionary measure, you have some losses, let's lock those in. you got to be careful about wash sale rules. Wash sale rules says an investor cannot repurchases a holding such as a mutual fund 30 days before and after selling it at a loss the wash sale rules delay use of the loss, meaning that I sell a stock now, I can't buy it for 30 days. Mm. So that's a wash sale. You can't, you can't sell it, lock in the loss, and then buy it right back. You have to wait 30 days before you do that. So that's, that's the key thing. You have to be mindful of that, that you, you can't do that. It's very important to do the planning. You know, we talked right at the top of the show about you know, we're telling our clients, do this, do this, do this, and then they haven't done it. Now they might want to try to do it right at the end of the year when capital gains are being paid. It's possible to do it. you got to um, consider doing it, I think. And then, again, the other things you have to do before the end of the year, the Roth conversions, required minimum distributions. Time goes by fast. Schedule a time to meet with a fiduciary advisor at the Coal Investment Group. Um, and address the weaknesses in your plan. This is the other part of it that I think, Paul, is really important. You talk about taxes, you talk about estate planning, you talk about all that, but then you, you know, what you really need to do is talk about your overall planning. 
making sure that you that even with the downturn in the market, and this is what we've done a lot. Uh, the advisors in our office have done a remarkable job with this, just calming clients and saying, "Okay, let's let's say that your your account dropped in value. Are you still on path for a successful retirement?" You know, if you do cash flow projections and use a lower amount than what our advisors do, and they do a great job of this, they also say, uh, what happens if it's a bad timing scenario? What if this stuff continues? Do you still have enough money to last the rest of your life? Yeah, 2023 is sort of a question mark, right? Will inflation continue at its pace? I know... um was it Janet Yellen just saying last week? She doesn't think it's going to be. Well, that's, Who believes her those anyway? Are pretty, <laughs> I was just going to say that. So you take everything with a grain of salt and you properly plan. You've got to have the perspective, Jeff, the 30,000-foot view, right? You get too caught up in the daily minutiae. Um, you can take your eye off the ball. But that being said, you do have to keep your eye on the ball. That, you bring up a great point, though, because we're talking about taxes with regard to the tax loss harvesting, Roth yep. conversions, all that stuff. That's one part of the bigger picture. What a lot of people are worried about these days is, is how long-term care can affect, a uh, long-term care event can affect their life savings. You know, is that the type of thing that can wipe out an otherwise successful retirement plan? Long-term care event, nursing home, home care, home health care assisted living. Uh, improper beneficiaries, unintended beneficiaries with the estate plan. These are all the types of things, the cash flow projections, the taxes, the legal, all those things all come into play. So that's why we work, you work with a retirement planning specialist. We do this all the time. We're not taking on everybody as clients. We work with those with a million, two million, five million dollars or more. We're not working with everybody. And we're working in this narrow area of planning, retirement and investment planning. We manage over a billion dollars of assets for our clients. Uh, professionally, a lot of the, the uh, do-it-yourselfers are tired of getting whipsawed. They're coming to us. Those yeah. have assets. Or just guessing. Yeah. I, I've got a 401k plan, and I, I don't know. I check on it every now and then. I, yep. I know I'm down this year, but so is everybody else. And my friends tell me it's the same. So we just put our head down and plow ahead. Maybe you can do better. And there are some things that you can do. You can be proactive with that, with your 401ks, with taxes, with the plan, overall planning. Come on and see us. Cobalt Investment Group, yeah. the retirement specialist. Yeah, it's a good point. You talked about things even this year, Jeff, two weeks left, right? Uh, Roth conversions, RMDs, and just some reminders for everybody listening out there. And if you got questions and off the air, you want to talk to somebody, please reach out to the Kowal Investment Group at 262-522-4040. Jeff Kowal, of course, here today hosting the show. But after the break, Jeff, we're going to hear from Aaron Kowal. Uh, His boss segment, Business Owner Savings and Security. Aaron Spitzner is going to join us. Any insight into what that's going to be about? Sure. That that sometimes, you know, you you retire and sometimes with inflation, with other things, Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe your wife just wants to kick you out of the house. You go back to work and you work part-time and you think, okay, what could go wrong with that? So retirees going back to work. Sure. But not full-time. Part-time. Part-time. What could go wrong? <laughs> kind of depends what the job is, too. We'll talk about How much that. money? How much money do you need? That's kind of a situation some people might like because of the social aspect. Some people don't want to go back. Some people have to go back to work. But they have to. Yeah. So each one, each situation is a little bit different. Spitzer's going to talk about that. Insight from Aaron Spitzner, the boss segment from Aaron Kowal, and more of the Retirement Clinic hosted today by Jeff Kowal. Along Jeff, I'm Paul Cronforst. Every Saturday morning on WISN at 10 o'clock, the Retirement Clinic. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. It's hard to believe 2023 is just two weeks away. If you haven't already started thinking about next year's goals for your small business, now is the time. While none of us know exactly what 2023 has in store, we can consider current economic predictions, market conditions, and experiences over the past year. Here are some resolutions you may want to consider for your business. Set new growth goals. Determine what segments you want to take to the next level and devise a plan to get there. Number two, improve efficiency and productivity. Consider processes and workflows that could benefit from new technology or automation and revise project management practices. Number three, ensure finances are in order. Many small business owners experienced a downturn in 2022. Be sure to evaluate your 2022 finances and set goals accordingly for 2023. Number four, keep employees happy. Employee retention is a valuable component of your business. When a talented team member leaves, it can be costly to replace them. Consider why your employees felt attracted to your business in the first place and focus on matching that value to ensure company culture and reality line up. And number five, establish an advisory team of professionals. Going it alone only leaves room for errors. Even if you plan to hold on to your business for many more years, it's still a good idea to enlist a team of professionals to assist with matters such as tax planning, insurance needs, excess cash flow, succession planning, and so on. If you need assistance planning for your business, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thekowalway.com. Today's boss segment, uh, Business Owners Savings and Security, the acronym BOSS. And Jeff, you work with lots of people planning their retirement in all age groups, right? 20s, 30s, people into their retirement. But that specific segment is for business owners. That's right. And last week, we talked about suddenly wealthy. And you talk about retirement, uh, uh, lawsuit settlement, but one of the ways that people get sed- suddenly wealthy is by selling their business. Yeah. They've worked a lifetime in there, but that's what Aaron addresses day in and day out. That's what we do with our clients who are business owners. We prepare for that. Uh, hopefully, the sudden wealth uh, for which you'll be uh, prepared for. Uh, switching gears a little bit, Paul, uh, with Aaron's businesses coming up now. Uh, and sometimes people get to go do a part time job after they retire. For a variety of reasons. Sometimes they want extra money for because of inflation, extra income, inflation, gifts around the holidays, gambling money, walking around money. Sometimes you just get kicked out of the house because they're around their foot too much. That would be me at my you house. You joked about this last week, but it's not really joking. It's just no matter how much you love each other, 24 hours, Let's seven days a week it with that. <laughs> is a lot. Sometimes you just need to get out for a walk and get away. And that goes for retirees as well yeah, as all of sometimes us. Sometimes if, if the one spouse has been retired for a long time or they've been home for a long time, they've got a routine, you kind of invade their space a little bit. And you know what? It's, it may be healthy for, for social reasons, for other reasons, to go out and take a part-time job. But there are pitfalls to that. You have to be aware of it, that when you make additional income, there are some things that could affect your taxes, your planning, benefits, other things. So here's Aaron Spitzer to talk about the pitfalls that you have to watch out for. Hey, guys. Uh, I've been getting a lot of questions lately about Social Security, uh, timing, planning around that, Medicare, income, and how all of that uh, affects each other, Medicare premiums, taxes. And, and I saw an article recently in the Wall Street Journal titled, 
how a part-time job can affect the retiree's finances, and I thought this addressed this item perfectly uh, for all of our listeners. The article starts by saying U.S. seniors are facing a double whammy. Inflation has eroded their spending power, and this year's dismal stock market has put a big dent in their nest eggs. Research at Boston College calculates total wealth loss from individual retirement accounts and 401ks since the beginning of the year to be $3.3 trillion, again, $3.3 trillion. As a result, many seniors will be tempted to take on side jobs to supplement their primary employment or other source of income. And a recent survey found that uh, among U.S. residents 62 and older, 51% reported earning between $1,000 and $5,000 a month from side jobs, and 16% were earning between $5,100 and $20,000 monthly. But while an additional job can bring an extra income, many seniors aren't aware of some of the common pitfalls that come with this territory, such as the risk of paying more in taxes or the impact this income may have on benefits. So the first thing to be aware of, which I'm sure we're all aware of, but that is taxes. If you've recently started working for yourself, the first place you are likely to get hit is on taxes. Any income over $400 a year is taxable and needs to be reported to the IRS. Even if you are working for someone else, if you have a job where taxes aren't being withheld, you could get hit with a big tax surprise at tax time. So make sure you're having the proper amount withheld so you don't underwithhold and you're not in for any big surprises uh, come tax time. The next item to be aware of is Medicare. Increases in Medicare premiums can be another surprise for seniors who boost their incomes with side jobs. Monthly premium costs are determined by your income in the tax year two years prior. Again, your Medicare monthly premium costs are determined by your income in the tax year two years prior. Thus, if you are now on Medicare or will be in two years, your adjusted gross income this year will be used to determine your Medicare premiums in 2024. And premiums can increase by hundreds of dollars if your annual income rises above certain levels. So for Medicare Part B, and as a reminder, Part B covers services from doctors and other healthcare providers, including outpatient and home healthcare. So for Medicare Part B premiums, uh, for those with a modified adjusted gross income of $182,000 or less when filing jointly, the standard monthly premium this year is $170.10. It jumps to $238.10 for income ranging between $182 and $228,000 for joint filers. Again, so it goes from $170 to $238 a month if you're uh, filing jointly and your income goes above $182,000. And that scale keeps rising from there. Part B premiums increase to $544.30 a month for annual gross income of $340,000 to $750,000 when filing jointly. So again, something to be aware of while you're making extra income. If you go above these thresholds, you'll end up uh, costing yourself more in Medicare premiums down the road. The other area to be aware of if you're earning some extra income is Social Security. For many older Americans, side jobs help put off the day they start collecting Social Security benefits. 
Benefits paid out increase 8% a year for each year that someone waits past the full retirement age up to the age of 70. Some can't wait or some choose not to wait. It's possible to start collecting benefits at age 62. You can also continue to work after you start collecting benefits. However, and this is the key here, before you reach full retirement age and in the year you reach that age, your social security benefits can be reduced if your income two years prior exceeded certain levels. So in 2022, $1 in benefits is deducted for every $2 you earned above $19,560 in 2020. And in the year you reach full retirement age, $1 is deducted for every $3 you earn above $51,960. After you reach full retirement age, you get your full social security benefit and the income doesn't matter. Uh, so again, just to recap that, if you're under the age of 67 and you start social security benefits, be mindful of what your income is that you're earning in that part-time job because once you hit certain, certain thresholds, um, you may be uh, subjecting yourself to a reduced social security benefit. Um, and if you're running into some of these problems, again, just to recap on how your income can affect you, it can affect you with taxes, Medicare, and also uh, with your social security benefits. And, and if you have questions about this, your retirement cash flow analysis, how all of this, all these pieces fit together, uh, please give our office a call at 262-522-4040, and we'd be happy to walk through some of these scenarios as it pertains to your specific uh, situation. So thank you guys, and everybody have a great weekend. Aaron Spitzner, Jeff Kowal, you've got some thoughts on what Aaron uh, just talked about here on the Retirement I know, Clinic. I know I'm going to date myself with this, but do you remember the Gomer Pyle used to say, surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. surprise. Of course I do, Sergeant Carter, right? Yes, I don't know if that was his name, but you remember that line. Mm, yeah. You don't want that to be you when it comes to working extra part-time jobs and say, oh, no, I pushed myself into a higher tax bracket. Oh, no, I pushed myself into higher Medicare premiums. It's like surprise, surprise. Those are surprises you don't want. So, uh, yeah, just be careful with that and uh, and take heed with uh, some of the warnings that uh, Aaron Spitzner gave you. Yeah, the whole going back to work after you retired because you just you don't have enough money. You didn't have as much as you thought. Yeah. Cash flow reasons, whatever, right? You, so going back part time, you don't want that to be a surprise. surprise. Just, and that's Jim Neighbors, by Jim the way. Jim Neighbors, yeah. Who played Gomer Pyle, who sings a lot of Christmas music. You'll hear him on. Hey, you know, so, now car radios have the the artist's name. You can look down, and yeah. most new cars do. So he sings a lot of good Christmas songs. Yeah. Deep voice. Incredible voice for that goofy guy. So. Yeah, and from that goofy uh, Gomer. Okay, I want to switch gears a little bit, uh, Paul. Kiplinger's Retirement Report had an article, and this is something we unfortunately have to bring up all the time. Scams against seniors are on the rise. Older adults reportedly reported significantly higher losses in investment scams, business impersonation scams, and government impersonation scams in 2021 than the previous year, according to a new report from the Federal Trade Commission. The report found that people 60 and older reported losing $147 million through investment scams, an increase of 213% from 2020, $147 million. <clears throat> At the same time, they reported losing $151 million through business impersonation schemes, an increase of 
4%, and 122 million through government impersonation schemes, up 109%. Um, you know, there are some of these things that uh, I remember Jane getting a call and they said, yeah, the cops are going to come after you if you don't give me your number. It's like you that one was fairly obvious. <laughs> but there are some others that, you know, my daughter is, is stuck in Somalia and or, or, or oh, yeah, my the, niece. My niece is stuck. Yep. And a phone call or an email both ways. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when they've never been out of Wisconsin, you know, that's not likely that they're stuck in, in Indonesia or in, in Spain or somewhere, Portugal. It's mm-hmm. not likely. So it's almost have, gotten a point where I'm too cynical, where I don't trust any phone call yeah, anymore, Yeah, which, which is sad. It's a sad state of affairs. But there are not just seniors, other gullible people that do buy this stuff, Jeff, and they get worried. you got to be careful. And repeating a pattern that has appeared in past years, the Federal Trade Commission said adults age 60 and older were substantially less likely to report losing money to fraud than adults 20 to 59. They're, they're embarrassed. Oh, yeah. They're embarrassed to admit it. I know that. When they did report losing money, though, they tended to report losing substantially more than younger adults. While scams originating with social media contacts are rising significantly, the largest losses were reported to have started with a phone call. And for more information on different types of scams, different things you got to look out for, how to protect yourself, uh, give my office a call. This this email thing is is like way too long. It's www.ftc.gov slash this slash that slash everything. So you can Google it. Yeah, I Google it. But uh, FTC meaning Federal Trades Commission. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, and you, and with a lot of these, and we've talked with our clients about other things, you have to make sure you're on .gov. It's not FTC.com. It's FTC.gov. Just like when Carol is on That's from right. Social Security. <clears throat> make sure, you know, and she. how many times has she said, never give out your social on the phone? Yeah, there's, you, you won't have to do it. The IRS right. isn't going to call you yeah. and ask for your Social Security number. They will not do that. But you just have to be careful. And, and a lot of us are trusting. You know, to admit it, especially as you get a little bit older, there's a nice young man called me. So. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's the holidays now. <laughs> yeah, and he, he sounded sound, really nice. He, he sounded really nice. He was, <laughs> So, you, you know, you could get sucked in by that. Well, they're going to start with small talk, or they're going to be very nice, of course. They're pleasantries. This is what they do. They scam people. It's a sta- sad state of affairs, but we've always had scams. It's just, I think the internet has, has picked brought it up. Out the, and they're more sophisticated with yeah. it. They have better access to your information from a lot of different... I don't think COVID helped with that. You talk about the, your personal records and that. That was all open with, with some of the things that had to do with yeah. COVID. What we, happened to HIPAA? Yeah, no kidding. And During all that COVID. Was, you know, yep. remember athletes complaining that they were <clears throat> talked Absolutely. about on you know national ESPN without their consent. Uh, that still is... We still have those rights. Yep, but you're right. COVID threw well, a monkey wrench into yeah. a, a lot of those HIPAA laws. I um, think so. Just be just be careful with that. And uh, or if anything, Jeff, if you're in doubt, call somebody. Right, call your advisor. Call the Coal Investment yes, Group. Yes, that's right. You know, I, I was reached out by, by fill in the blank of the IRS or or Social Security. Maybe they say they're from a bank. Your bank, right? Got to be careful. Yeah, you do have to be careful. Um, we're getting an increase in calls to our office, and we appreciate that. For people, again, with 750000 or more, a million, $2 million, $5 million of investable assets, uh, calling us and saying, again, they're tired of getting whipped around by the market. They're do-it-yourselfers. They're just tired of doing it themselves. We also get calls from those that have assets scattered all over. If you're, if you're 60 or better, 
pretty soon you're going to have to start taking required minimum distributions at age 70, uh, 72 rather, yeah. and at age 70 and a half, you could do qualified charitable distributions. This is when you have to take your RMDs. Correct. At 72, you have to. At 70 and a half, you could do qualified charitable distributions. Uh, very beneficial. People love to do that. Um, so, you know, you, if you have assets scattered all over, it's hard to coordinate. It's hard to do planning. So give our office a call at 262-522-4040 or thecoalway.com. There's a lot of great information on that website as well. And I'm a master at stating the obvious, but I will anyway. During good times, during a bull market, things were going well. People are just going, you know, life is good, right? Yep. You don't do much. Now, in bad times, when your portfolio is down, you tend to be a little bit more freaked out. <laughs> Yeah. And alarmed. And maybe you should take action. Sometimes, as you often say, sometimes you don't have to take action. Yeah, sometimes best, best action is doing nothing. But sometimes it's, again, a second opinion and see, boy, am I am I going in the right direction? Should I be rebalancing this? Could I have done some things uh, uh, differently? Um, do I uh, do I have my set up well for taxes, for estate planning, for long-term care, for cash flow projections, all these things? Give our office a call. That, that number is 262-522-4040, thekowalway.com, K-O-W-A-L, check it out. Jeff Kowal, we got to take a break, but coming back on the retirement clinic is the sexy segment, Wealth Management and Preservation, today's tease. Pretty sexy. It's RMD planning, required minimum distribution. So this is where you have big IRAs. Don't screw it up. Does not get any sexier than that as a topic. Clearly. Boy, we covered a lot of ground today. Thanks to Aaron Kowal, Aaron Spitzner, and your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, back after this on WISN. All right, it's time, Jeff Kowal, for today's sexy segment. And by way of background on the retirement clinic, it is about wealth management. And I think, Jeff, more importantly, preservation. Yeah, you got to attain the wealth, right? You get there. How do you keep it? Well, that's right. This show is for everybody, but this particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. And I remember when we started this probably at, at least 15 years ago, we started doing this segment. And there were people that would say, you know, I, I love your show, but I just tuned in for the last 15 minutes because I want to hear the sexy segment. Once you've accumulated some wealth, once you have a million dollars or more, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs? That's a, a key segment. There are others that do everything with our office. Retirement planning investments is all we do. It's in that narrow area of planning. And especially once you've accumulated some wealth, if you have a million dollars or more, if, if it's a 401k or your home or other investments, the government's going to identify how much you have and you have to look at preserving it. Uh, so there are problems that come along with having more money. This one is what to know about RMDs and retirement planning. So many acronyms. We got it. Yep, yeah. you're right. What Re does that stand for? Required minimum distributions and retirement planning. People planning for retirement need a game plan for required minimum distributions. Do it right. So a recent changes in tax laws, courtesy of Congress and the IRS, could force some retirees and eventually their beneficiaries to pull more money faster from tax-deferred retirement accounts than previously planned. Um, as an example, a million-dollar IRA that only recently could provide a retired couple and their heirs with payouts for 40 or 50 years 
might need to be emptied now in half that time or less. A smaller window translates into bigger required withdrawals each year and bigger withdrawals being bigger taxes. And that was a million. Most people think a million dollar might be enough for retirement. It, it may have been. It may not be for some folks. Well, we have a lot of clients with $2 million or more in their retirement plans. If you think about it, if you have $2 million at 4%, that's $80,000 a year of income. A lot of them were making two or $300,000 a year during their career. If you're an executive or if you owned a company, you were making a decent amount of money. Right. If you think about that, a couple million dollars in your retirement plans, if you have three or $4 million of liquid assets, you know, as an example, $3 million times 4% is about $120,000 a year of income. And on Social Security, it might be around hundred and a half to $180,000 a year of income. And that's, that's pretty good. Do you take into account inflation? Look at where we are. 40-year high inflation right oh, now. Oh, absolutely we do. And we want to make sure that, that your needs are met. You, don't, you, know, you bring up a great point, Paul, because a lot of people think they want to start helping their kids and grandkids. But you got to take care of yourself first. You have to make sure you have enough money. You account for inflation, you account for potential for longevity uh, in your lifespan that you have to plan for yourself first. Then you can do gifting, you can do all the, all the good yeah. stuff too, but make sure you plan for yourself. Uh, more bluntly, a sizable balance today in an IRA or 401k could be, according to Ed Slot, a ticking time bomb. Um, what to do if you have an IRA or 401k that amounts to healthy six figures or more, it's essential to stop thinking about required distributions simply as an annual task and begin doing it much earlier. Start taking distributions much earlier. It's the RMD mindset that needs to change. For decades, people planning for retirement have, plump, have pumped money primarily into tax deferred vehicles like IRAs and 401ks as opposed to tax-free accounts such as as Roth IRAs. Roth IRAs, you pay the taxes up front, grow tax-free forever. Pushed off withdrawals from these accounts as long as possible. Today, given the changes out of Washington, a better approach, particularly for those with large nest eggs, would be to get those funds out of IRAs over a longer period of time and take advantage of today's historically low tax rates. What does that mean? If you're 60... You have to start thinking about required minimum distributions. Yes, you don't have to take them until 72. But but if you do Roth conversions starting earlier, as an example, you can reduce your required minimum distributions at 72 because you've moved that money out. You, talk, you can start as early as 59 and a half, right? You can start as early as 40 for doing Roth conversions. You can oh, do it okay. earlier than that. There's no limit as to the age at which I, you start I, doing conversions. I asked the question wrong. Just RMDs in general for a... A, a normal 401k plan? What would you, you could start taking money out of retirement plans without a penalty at 59 and That's a half. the key, without and, a penalty. Exactly. Yeah. You can do it before that, but you might have to pay a penalty. That's right. And Roth conversions before age 59 and a half, you don't have to pay a penalty. Got it. Um, and the Roth is nice for obvious reasons. You're paying that tax up front. Tough pill to swallow now, but worth it down the road. And it's a lower tax bracket because uh, yeah. Ed Slot talks about that. He says if if you had no other income and you had 2022 tax brackets, the federal tax on the withdrawal would be $9,705, effective tax rate of 8.6%. So if you took $28,000 out, you'd be about 8.6%. Fast forward, the tax law, uh, President Trump's tax cuts are set to expire. To tw at the end of 2025, fast forward to 2026, when tax rates revert to 2017 levels, now the same withdrawal 
Uh, results of tax of almost $13,600, an effective tax rate of 12% instead of 8.6%. I, I think the trap, the Trump tax cuts are an important reminder. Yeah, you bet. So lock in the, law, the, the lower tax bracket now. Do Roth conversions now. While we know what the tax brackets are going to be, we don't know it's, if it's going to revert back. But that's why I talk about RMD planning. Plan for your RMDs. Plan to reduce your RMDs. And to understand why RMD planning is so important, it's important to understand this. While most people decide for themselves how to manage their money, that isn't the case with required minimum distributions. The government makes you pull money out of your IRAs and the like on its on its schedule, not yours. So if you can take control of that, you can decide when you're going to take out required minimum distributions or start doing Roth conversions earlier, you can also do it while you're taking required minimum distributions. As long as you take the RMD out first, you can still do Roth conversions after age uh, 72. Once you have to take it RMDs, but you have to plan for it, and that's what we're here for. Boy, a lot of good reminders, Jeff. You talked about throughout the show, you know, just a couple of weeks left this year for these RMDs and Roth conversions to occur. But if you've got questions, uh, we'll come back after the break, give you all the information all over social media. The Kowal Way is a great place to start, Jeff's website. The Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, Jeff, now in your 35th year. Congrats. It was pretty exciting. It was a great team of people. And uh, many of those folks are heard Monday through Friday during the market updates on the Mark Belling Show, 3 and 5 o'clock news blocks. We do those daily business updates. Jeff Kowal is here for the Retirement Clinic every Saturday at 10 o'clock. We've got more coming up on News Talk 1130 WISN. Wrapping up today's retirement clinic, always good stuff. And our thanks to Aaron Spitzner and Aaron Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group and you, Jeff, for hosting a great show. Well, you talk about our business reports daily, Monday through Friday at the 305 News Block and the 5 o'clock News Block sometime between 5 and 6. <laughs> five you're, not, you're not wrong about that. But listen to it because we, our great team uh, are putting out those together, giving insight what happened that day, give you a so what, how does it apply to your life. So listen for those and then give our office a call. Um, you should know that retirement planning is not one of the things we do. It's what we do. Retirement planning, investment planning, if you're close to or already in retirement, have $750,000 or more in assets, investable assets, give our office a call. If you have a million, two million, five million dollars or more, if you own a business, if you're struggling with doing it yourself, if you're struggling with having to take required minimum distributions. One thing, and Paul, as we wrap this up, a lot of our clients love the fact that we have the next generation in place. So if something happens, there's always somebody else that they can fill it, fit in. Fill it. Great team of people at the Kowal Investment Group. And now in your 35th year, Jeff, the KowalWay.com. Locations we mentioned earlier in the show, World Headquartered in Waukesha. The latest edition in Heartland. That's right downtown Heartland, Jeff, you said. That's right, right in the middle of Lake Country. Great spot. And Racine and Port Washington and Phoenix, Arizona. The KowalWay.com. Next week, we're back at 10 o'clock. Jeff, have a great weekend. Thanks, you too, Paul. Thanks for tuning in. WISN's Retirement Group with the Kowal Investment Group. News is coming up next. Thank you.